Hello everybody! Welcome back to another Jedi Dropouts Productions one-shot. I'm your host, Ryan Taylor, and uh, hello again! It's been a while. Uh, first time recording anything at all in roughly a month, so uh, excuse me, I may be a little rough, maybe a little bit rusty. Uh, today, I'm sitting down with a very good, an old friend of mine, uh, Mr. Will Sullivan. Will, say hello! How you doing, folks? Uh, before we get into, uh, how we know each other and so on, let's, let's, let's reveal what are we talking about today. What are we talking about? Yeah. We are talking about Final Fantasy. You're fucking right. Now, uh, <laughs> let me preface this with saying I have played half of Final Fantasy fifteen, and that is it. I am... Pretty fucking uh, green when it comes to Final Fantasy, and uh, I'm two pots of coffee deep. I don't know the games, and I've never been more excited to talk about them. <laughs> uh, well, at least you started with the latest one or one of the more later ones. Yeah, um, and I feel I'm like sure not a whole lot of people have, uh, have played most of the older games. Probably more familiar with some of the newer ones. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, me and you have been trying to sit down and record one of these uh, since what? December, January? <laughs> Something like that? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a few months, but you know, stuff comes up and then you know, people get married and stuff like that. Too, yeah. So. Some people do get married, apparently. I don't know who, who they are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, first time, I guess, recording a podcast as a married man, and, and uh, not much different. No? No, it's about no, the same. No strange powers, no, um, no. You know, no. weird appendages coming out of your, <laughs> out of your body nowhere now. Yeah, we'll see. The marriage is still pretty fresh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... I guess we should uh, talk very quickly about how we know each other. Uh, I guess it all starts with uh, Spectrum Security, <laughs> the Avalon yeah. Mall, uh, co-workers for a couple of years. That was, what, uh, what four years ago now? Uh, 2014, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Not yesterday. No, no, not at all. But... Uh, doesn't it? You can't really just say coworkers because I mean we were coworkers, and that's how we met. But from there, uh, bandmates, briefly. Yeah. I, I drummed for you for a little while there, and I mean, uh, since then it's just been video game and music talk uh, on a pretty much daily basis. Yeah, pretty much, and for, anime as you've recently an, gotten into anime. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely. Definitely a few topics that we've discussed yeah. overnight as well. But. Oh, absolutely, and and that's the thing. Like, you're another one, one of those close friends that every time we're together, and even when we're not, like we have these sorts of conversations. We go deep onto the geekier side of topics. So I feel like uh, it was only a matter of time before you got into into a podcast here with us somehow. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and I mean, some people people who would know me, it's probably kind of obvious I would do something on Final Fantasy. But um, you know, this is 
this is the weekly, semi-weekly geek-out, so I might as well yeah. um, talk about uh, a series I know pretty well and I've played for most of my life, really. Yeah, that's actually a good uh, segue. That's a good starting point. When, what's your, what's your earliest memory of Final Fantasy, if you can reach uh, that far back? Whoa. Um, let's see. Well, I started with one of the Game Boy games, actually. Really? Uh, which are technically, uh, okay, just to start, I had to go back and add or count, try to count how many Final Fantasy games there are, and there are, are a fuckload of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, there, I couldn't even count all of them, but I, there's, well, there's 15 main games. Yeah. Uh, of the main line. Uh, first one released in 87, which is just a few years shy of when I was born, so it's a pretty old series. Wow, yeah. And, uh... So there's 15 main games. There's a whole lot of spin-offs and like main series, other main series related titles like sequels. There's only a few sequels. Yeah. Like sequels, but uh, and uh, I mean, if if I were to add up all of them, there's probably 40 or 50 Final Fantasy titles. Yeah, it's it's and, insane to think about just because. Yeah, there, there's games that are like semi-related, which is what I was going into. Uh, there's three games on Game Boy called the Legend series, Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, which are okay. They're like uh, very turn-based, and it's like first-person. So you'll have like your enemies on in front of you, um, and you'll select a part. You'll have you select all your commands for your party. So that was the first game that I ever played was Final Fantasy Legend 2. You mean first, first RPG I ever played. Oh, first Final Fantasy game or first game? Like uh, the first Final Fantasy game. Wow, that's that's a that's a left field choice there. Yeah, well, my brother had the game had a Game Boy when we were young, and we had uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, which is an amazing game, yeah. probably my favorite Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there was two uh, Super Mario Land. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Super Mario Land Two that we had, and it's a Castlevania game. So we played those a bunch. Nice. And I was like, yeah, this is this Final Fantasy game is kind of cool. It's kind of hard. It's kind of random because the enemy attacks were very right. It's very old school RPG, like text based almost. But, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently. That series was a spinoff and eventually became uh, the Saga series, like Saga Frontier. Really? Well, yeah, which were based on uh, PlayStation game. And that's that's another thing. Like you're talking about having trouble counting all the Final Fantasy titles, but then when you talk about like uh, like that, at games that originally were or or crossovers with different series. I mean, Kingdom Hearts. That oh, kind of thing. Yeah, Kingdom there, Hearts. That's a whole other. Yeah, like um, it's it's staggering the the amount of titles that fall even loosely under the Final Fantasy banner. Yeah, it's a it's a gargantuan IP 
uh, among all of the other IPs that Square Square Enix have, have held their own. Yeah, they're a gigantic company. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience with Final Fantasy. Nice. A little bit different than the other games, but uh, yeah, no, you know, for a handheld title, pretty big actually. Yeah. I haven't played that in a long time. Might have to boot up an emulator one of these days. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that was the Saga series, and there's there was another um, one called Game Boy one called Final Fantasy Adventure. Okay, yeah. Uh, which eventually became the Mana series of games, like Secret of Mana. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that one was very uh, uh, not live action, but. Uh, uh, like action adventure. Okay. Yeah. It was and of course, if anyone who's played Secret of Mana, that's that's what they get, that game's like. And again, that's that's a huge title, right? Like Secret of Mana has a fucking big following. It's so strange that it, um, some of these series, because they're made by like other people, other directors. Yeah. But they work at Square, and they're like, "Well, we'll put it under this." <laughs> and then it just got spun off. It got spun off into its own series. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I was playing that game, and then the game that basically got me into the series was uh, Final Fantasy II or Final Fantasy IV, as its real name. And that's another <laughs> yet another mystery of this series is that some of them are not even labeled the same in the U.S. as they are in Japan originally. Yeah, that's a whole thing too. Jeff, yeah, you guys have mentioned before, you didn't on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I remember attempting to, to to explain it and and probably fucking it up terribly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'll attempt to explain that whole debacle as well with this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so so okay. Um, you know what? Just, just, just go for it. I, I know uh, the first. It's, it's among the first couple games within like the first five or six that the titling issues are changed, right? Well, was that the first five or six games? Was that? Did I say that again? Yeah. Uh, no. I. I uh, just go for it. Just explain which ones have the different titles. Because I can't follow it at all. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, uh, I started kind of an early history of the series, so I can kind of go with that. Yeah. Um, uh, Final Fantasy One was released in Japan in 87, I think I said. Yeah. And um, the series started uh, by this guy named... Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi there you who was go. a Square employee apparently wanted to be a, a musician I believe that uh, yeah I know that's a field thing but uh, he was in university for engineering or something started making video games and Square had released a few titles at this time but they weren't doing too well apparently he worked on Rad Racer as well uh, okay yeah yeah the, yeah uh, they made a few other titles, but he was like, uh, this isn't really working out. So like, uh, he started making this title, which he wanted to call fighting fantasy. 
And uh, I said, well, this isn't really working out. Maybe if this, if this game doesn't do very well, I'll just quit video games and go back to being a musician or whatever he wanted to do. Um, but uh, uh, he luckily, it worked out. It, uh, it sold very well and it was very popular in, in Japan and saved, kind of saved Square, saved the company. He changed the name to Final Fantasy because uh, it was easy to remember and there was some uh, copyright issue with something else called Fighting Fantasy. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, the legendary vi- the legendary video game series Fighting Fantasy that sold millions yeah. of and, copies. Uh, yeah. Work in, or work in with the whole, you know, this might be my last game type thing. Yeah. Um, uh, got, it was inspired a lot by Dragon Quest. Of course, yeah, I can, or, see, I, I, I can see that. Uh, which was known as Dragon Warrior over here in the U.S. until like 2006 for some reason. You know, you can't have anything make make sense. <laughs> um, but Dragon Quest introduced like uh, a party system and a lot of those kinds of side quests and and the turn based uh, turn based battles and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played many of those. I played. Dragon Quest 4 a little bit which is kind of one of the big ones uh, Dragon Warrior is like the national sport of Japan it's very popular over there <laughs> uh, not so much over here I guess Final Fantasy took that role in the west I'm yeah. not sure why but it's interesting isn't I'll it play, I'll blame Final Fantasy 7 because Ah. That game is really what did it, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, uh, that was made by Enix, uh, Square uh, Dragon Quest. Okay, yep. And now Square Enix owns both of them, and they own a lot of other IPs as well. Yeah. Two more, uh, Two Raider and Hitman and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're uh, a juggernaut. So many. But, uh, so... The game was a success, and they were like, well, we'll make a sequel and such. Uh, so Final Fantasy II was the next one on NES. Uh, the first three games were on Nintendo, the first Nintendo system. Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy II was very different in that it didn't offer a normal level-up system. Okay. Uh, basically... You had, if I remember right, yes, you had magic and like you bought spells and you had uh, weapon skills for different weapon types like swords and axes and things like that. But basically, the more you use each one, it level up, which is something that the Elder Scrolls started using, well, when the Elder Scrolls became thing and, you know, in Oblivion and... Uh, Skyrim and such, you just use a skill, the more you use it, the more it levels up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's that's pretty unique in that you could just keep using fire or cure over and over and it'll, it'll increase as long as you're actually doing something. And and not just in RPGs, but like that's something I, I see in, in uh, open world like action adventure games now. Like that's kind of made its way as like a mainstay 
gaming stage. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first game to ever do it, which is saying something. Yeah, I know. You know, being from the late eighties, it's pretty revolutionary. It really is. Um, but this game, this game in Final Fantasy three, the sequel after that, were not released in the West until two thousand six or something. Really? That late? Yeah, they were on the DS. I think they re-released them on the DS. Okay. In 3D, and they were pretty cool, actually, because they had oh, yeah. functionality and functionality stuff like that. Nice. Um, basically, I'm not sure why. I think they were too hard. They, oh, okay. They're not easy games, for sure, but like I said, with Final Fantasy II, you can't just, like, grind levels or whatnot. You have to, like... To be very careful of how you build your characters and such, but you could build them however you wanted. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So I think that was why, because they they were more difficult than previously, and they figured they wouldn't do yeah. so well in the West. So, so um, what it comes down to with the titles is they didn't release certain titles in the U.S. And yeah, specific, specifically uh, Final Fantasy V. They didn't release that here until okay. later on as well because and, it was and uh, so it was it was deemed too difficult and it's not an easy game for sure. Yeah, and so when uh, they released the next game and actually released it in the U.S., they skipped the like they they instead of skipping the numbers, they just titled different games different numbers. Yeah, that's right. So the next game that was released was Final <laughs> Fantasy IV on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but that was released in the U.S., so they couldn't call it four. That would have been confusing. Of course, so it would have. Call it Final Fantasy II, and that's <laughs> that's the game that really got me into this series was yeah. Final Fantasy II because it set the bar for like what a Final Fantasy game should be. Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, I mean, uh, Nobuo Iwamatsu was the main series composer up until 10, I believe, FF10. Okay. So it features a lot of great music yeah. um, from him and some classic themes. That, that... Uh, and a really good story, very, like, fleshed-out characters. Because before that, it was there was a storyline, but... Uh, I guess limitations of the of the nets you couldn't do it quite the same. No, of course, yeah. Um, uh, want a quick tangent over to the music for a second because that's like a whole thing. <laughs> but, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, Final Fantasy is known for its uh, some of its classic themes, like the. The prelude, which is the 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 do 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 the harp and the 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 victory fanfare that a lot of people probably know. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. But Yuematsu, basically, he writes the music based on the scenario. He'll get the scenario of the game, and he'll start once everything all that's basically complete he'll start doing out the, the scenes for different characters and uh, uh, and he'll really talk with the scenario writer to, to get the feel of how the music should be yeah and really uh, speaking of 
music and video games and video games as an art form, I think he's a genius. I, I love a lot of the music from these games. I have the soundtracks just there just to listen to. Like, Yeah. Um, um, I do know... It's only gotten better. What's that? I do know the music to the games, even though I haven't played them, because in playing Final Fantasy XV, I discovered the, the fact that you could buy the old scores and and play them in your car in the uh yeah yeah and so yeah. I, you even get an ipod you can go around with oh sorry a music player that you can go around with um which is i don't know i think that's a nice touch among yeah. all the other things in that game well it it let me explore some of those scores that i heard so much about and it it's uh it was kind of fun you know like seeing these beautiful uh current gen open world graphics and and hearing the classic scores alongside it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, well, I found even the battle themes, too, just fit perfectly. Oh, really? Even though you're not playing the same game at all. Yeah, they, uh, they the, did, though. The music translates very well to, you know, like I said, uh, it's only gotten better now they have, like, full orchestras and stuff like that that they can put into the games because yeah. before it was the 16-bit you can only do so much and that's the thing like listening back to some of the stuff that this guy managed to do with those old sound cards like he really found creative ways to get around those limitations yeah yeah for sure um and there's a lot of like piano collections and even like metal like there's a lot of heavy guitar and stuff that oh he's, yeah he's put into um, his themes very diverse. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, matches the series because it's it's almost always been a, a mixture of fantasy and sci-fi, which I always really liked. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, every game is unique, and uh, they really try to push the mold in every direction. Um. One reason why I really like this series, other series do do it, but um, there's something about Final Fantasy that really draws people in. RPG players as well, because they always try to have, make like even the battle systems are all different in each series, each game. Yep. Uh, yes, uh, Final Fantasy IV. Um, uh, just a quick note for the listeners at home my neighbor has started mowing his lawn so you might pick that up <laughs> uh, we get that in 16 bit that would be great oh yeah perfect Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how long that'll last but uh, we're, gonna just, we're just gonna roll with it <laughs> yes that's all I can do yep um, um but uh, yeah, so so this game pushed the, the boundaries in, in a lot of ways. That really set the bar for what this series would be. Um, that was the first real game that I played, and you know, played the hell out of that. It's about twenty hours long. Yeah. A lot of side quests and you know, end game bosses, raid bosses you can do. Um, I don't know if it's much. It's one of my favorites, probably for that reason, that it was one of the first that I played. Yep. Uh, 
I don't know if I'd be able to rank all of these games, but uh, there's there's definitely a few that are in my top one. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to rank them. Just you, you had a hard enough time trying to actually get a list of all of them to count them. Like ranking is out of the yeah, question. Yeah, the ones I didn't know about. There's there's a few that are like uh, Japan only, like most like mobile games. Yeah. And so okay. Those are all spin-offs mainly. Yeah. But uh, there's a few things that I'm trying to think now that I found out that I didn't know. Uh, but um, right. Uh, yeah, it, it would definitely be hard to, to rank them. But yeah. If I believe you asked me once, what games you, if you were to pick one or go back to play, what ones would you? What ones would I suggest? But you could definitely pick Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are all emulatable, and you can get the ROMs and stuff on. You download them on PC. Yep. Okay, here's here's an idea. Yeah. Uh, could you narrow it down to maybe say a top three or a top five, someone something like that? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so one second. I could say it would be my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before you get into that, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right. We'll be right back with your top three or top five or whatever you're gonna do uh, in just a moment. Okay, so we're back. I uh, closed the window to see if that would help uh, muffle my neighbor's lawnmower out a little bit. I'm sure you can still hear it a little bit, but it should be a little bit better. Uh, so as we were just saying, uh, and he stopped mowing his lawn. <laughs> uh, it must be a very small lawn, I guess. Uh, you were going to try and list, uh, in, maybe in order, maybe not in order, your top three or top five Final Fantasy games? Yeah. Uh, well, this one, four, would definitely be there. Yeah. Um, mainly for the reasons I said. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's, I think it holds up pretty well these days compared to other RPGs. Um, and, and that would Final be... Fantasy would definitely be there as well. Yeah. Uh, just to go back a second here, 4 is... Yeah. Uh, it's a, like a 16-bit game, right? Or 8-bit or... Yeah. It, uh, it, um, it introduced Kane the Dragoon, who was one of the, the series kind of fan favorites, I guess. One of the more... Okay noticeable okay. characters of the series. Now, I was just going to say, uh, in terms of it holding up, I find that that era of graphics holds up much better than some of the other stuff from, like, uh, early PlayStation era when it got... Oh, sure, and yeah. especially these days when, like, the retro thing is cool again. Of course, and yeah. And developers are making games in that style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really have a nest when I grow up I had a Super Nintendo. I was, so I was a lot of that style, art style, I really like. Um, uh, and it has, you know, some of those cool looking things like Mode Seven. Okay. Uh, and, and some of these games really showed off that technology as well. Like the uh, Mode Seven is the the scrolling. Okay. So it'll yep. it'll like when you're in the airship, 
if the ship will go up in the air and you'll see the the world below you will like curve and like oh, you're going yeah. around it and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VI did that really well when you're on the chocobo. Okay. It'll yeah, it'll switch to a top-down view, and I guess back then it was pretty mind-blowing to see that kind of technology. Um, but well, yeah, because yeah, that's why the series kind of pushed forward. Yeah. Games. Back, uh, just just a tangent here. Uh, so many. What was that? So many tangents. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's Jedi dropouts, man. We we do tangents better than anybody. Um, yeah. We're not organized. Who knows? Who knows what organization is? <laughs> <laughs> um, I find with uh, when you're talking about older games and w- when they do something. To sort of like uh, introduce a like you said a new um, what was it mode seven the like a like a a graphical change or uh, a new uh, battle system or something like that like everything was such a a bigger deal back then because the technology was at a point that every change changed everything uh, whereas yeah. r- right now it's like the video games that are coming out are fucking impressive and amazing but it's harder to see the differences because the technology is so advanced yeah it's everything's gotten to a point where uh it's like there's a certain standard so especially game engines a lot of them use the unreal engine or something yeah so it might look similar yeah and it's harder to make different particular changes yeah of course uh, Per video game, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you're talking about six. If I was to list, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII would be another one of my top. I'll say top three. Okay. Um, Final Fantasy four, seven, and twelve. That's the three I'm gonna pick. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with twelve. Uh, 12 was the last one on PlayStation 2. Okay. Uh, speaking of technology, because that game really pushed the PS2 to its limit with how much they crammed into it. Yeah. The content, it's got like 100 hours of gameplay, probably at least. How many discs did that uh, take for 12? How many what? How many discs? Oh, how many discs? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, the disc, the infamous discs. Uh, well, just one on PS2. Really? Or, okay. Uh, Twelve. Yeah. Um, most of the PlayStation One games were three or four disc. Yeah. Uh, uh, another semi-tangent, but there was a uh, so Final Fantasy VI was the last one on Super Nintendo. Yeah. And when they were starting to develop the next game, which would be Final Fantasy VII, so it's not so much good. They were still with Nintendo. So they were like, well, the cartridge is still kind of limiting, right? Yeah. There's only so much they could, they could pack into a cartridge. But I believe you can still find footage of uh, Final Fantasy VII, the opening sequence done on... 
the N64, like the, those graphics. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. It looks kind of like uh, Ocarina of Time. Interesting. But Nintendo uh, were developing the CD system with Philips, uh, which led to the you know, the infamous Zelda CDI games. Of course. And through the jigs and reels, they kind of screwed up, and Sony were like, uh, we're going to make our own system called the PlayStation, which was disc-based. And, and Square was like, well, that will help us out with our games because we want to make bigger and bigger games. So they uh, jumped ship and went to the PlayStation for a long time. That really set a precedent in uh, video game history. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So they could do more with the uh with the the higher capacity CDs. Um until the GameCube. Once the GameCube was shown to have uh uh disc they started on their on Nintendo again and they released a few spin off games on uh on the GameCube called Crystal Chronicles and some other ones like that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to get back to Final Fantasy XII, uh, yeah, they packed a lot into that game, uh, a lot of gameplay. It's very, it's turn-based, but it's also like free roaming, so you can uh, roam around the map uh, in real time, kind of like FF15, if you're since you're used to playing that game. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it was still turn-based, so you had a time bar that went off and then you can execute attacks, but there wasn't a battle screen. Um, which, one of the things I really love about that game and why I would be on this list is because there's so much to do. There's a lot of side quests. There's different ways you can kind of build your characters. Like you can choose what weapons they use, lots of different weapon types, uh, what spells they use. Um, story's pretty cool very old school uh, meets you know the evil empire that they usually have to try to defeat uh, it's actually set in a sub world of Final Fantasy called Ivalice okay um, yep. yeah which another game Final Fantasy Tactics was set in uh, another spinoff which is a strategy a real time strategy game like um Fire Emblem. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was released on PlayStation. Um, uh, so those are the three games that I would probably put on the top of my list for um, for Final Fantasy. Awesome. I, I, uh, I, expected, I expected 14 to maybe be in there. Uh, well, that's a runner-up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's separate because it's an MMO, I guess. Okay. But, okay. Uh, we can. I'll probably I'll say something about that later, but that's a yeah. that's a runner-up for me as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that game has a special place in in my psyche in regards to video games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, to rank all of them or, or to give different individual thoughts because they're all very different. And I played a lot of them when I was younger. I've replayed these games so many times. Yeah. Um, just 
just because they have that replay value. I mean, if they go back now, it might be, it might feel a little, not old, like, because some people really want Final Fantasy to go back to the, the turn-based aspect where it's, the later games have definitely changed that. Yes. They've gone more yes. action, action-based. Just fine. Uh, I like both of them, but I don't think it's ever going to go back to the strictly turn-based. There are still series doing that. Persona, I believe, is turn-based, isn't it? Yeah, Persona is. Yeah. I've never played any of those. Uh, I'm pretty inexperienced. A um, little bit of four, little bit of five, but I've watched a lot of it because Charlotte's big on them. Yeah, yeah, I heard they're really good. I heard five is really good. So I mean, you know, totally different than the the big the big one in the room, which is Final Fantasy. But yeah, um, it's a series that's that's become very popular. It, it's kind of like Metallica, right? Metallica definitely <laughs> made metal the mainstream, uh, the, the the name everyone knows. Yes, and everyone knows Final Fantasy in some respect. Uh, not so much these days because it's gotten a different kind of. It's not as popular, but I mean, it's not like it's the mid '90s where or the late '90s where there were so many RPGs. On PlayStation One, yeah, a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some bad ones, but there was a lot of. It was like a golden age for RPGs. Yeah, uh, and I then did. you had like the mid 2000s where you had Halo and Call of Duty and mm-hmm. Fortnite is the only thing now that's <laughs> yeah. really on everyone's mind. Uh, I think a good comparison, uh, maybe not. Uh, quite as big but uh doom perhaps because yeah doom really was the catalyst for the first person shooters uh genre and it's not the biggest game in the world right now but it has its following and people do play them and get excited oh for sure and it's cool to see that that's come back yeah they're making new ones yeah exactly um Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy had its particular heyday, um, and the newer games are still really good. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen being the latest one, that's about two years old now. It came out in 2016, finally, after Ooh, that such, was... uh, such a long development period. That was a very, very long wait. Well, it was announced at... Uh, E3 2006? Yeah. I think? Yeah. Wow, 2006. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be a sequel to what would be Final Fantasy thirteen. There is... They planned for two or three games in this, this world, this, like, little sub-realm that they had. Yeah. But, uh... I'm not sure the exact reason now, but I think Square Enix kind of got too ambitious they got a little too full of themselves because they uh, they released a movie called Final Fantasy The Spirits Within yes uh, which I'm not sure if you knew of I, uh, I remember when it came out yeah uh, I didn't yeah, speak, 
I didn't know the of games movies, at the time, but movies and spinoffs. Yeah, uh, it was okay. It's not very Final Fantasy like, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a good sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was very it bombed in the box office. It was not good for Square Enix. No. Uh, actually, they were Square at the time. It almost stopped their merger with Enix, apparently. But uh, but the success of whatever game it was at the time, I think it was nine. They were like, oh, so this is this will work. So they merged with Enix and became the company they are. But I think the, the beginning of that period was a little rough for for the company. They announced two or three games they were working on. Um, even Kingdom Hearts 3 is only just being finally released, and that was in production for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it got renamed. Uh, it was called Versus 13. Yes. Uh, yeah. And a little way down the line, it got renamed as 15. and But it was eventually released. And it's a pretty good game, I think. Yeah. You I've... said you you said you played about half of it. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good game, but it's it, I think it suffers from that whole uh, issues that Square was suffering from. It's like they tried to put in a lot of different elements, and it wasn't you know there are too many cooks is uh, mm. one reference is the way I'll put it. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I think hopefully the company has uh, has learned from their mistakes and they'll, they start putting out things on track. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Kingdom, we'll see. Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't out yet, so <laughs> it's got a release date, but we'll see. I only played the first one, which was good. I have not played them at all. They're better than you would expect. Yeah. People will probably figure it's like, well, Square meets Disney. So how would that work? But yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, did Did you want to get into 14 at all? I know you are one of the bigger supporters that I know of this game. Uh, we can, because it, it is related to what I was just talking about with being too full of themselves and, and dropping yeah. the ball on projects because that game almost ended the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That yeah. had a really, really rough release, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't know if Mitchell has mentioned anything about the history of the game, but um, well, so uh, there's uh, one second this, this, before you yeah. get before you get started. Um, Mitchell it has a side podcast. Um, it's called Wasted Potential, hosted by Trigger and Chaos. Uh, and what they do is they will take a video game series or a movie or a TV show or whatever they, they want to talk about. They'll talk about a favorite of theirs. Um, and then on the following episode, they talk about everything they wish would be changed about it. And that's the whole idea of the podcast, right? Um, so they recently did a three-part episode on Final Fantasy XIV. 
uh, uh, right. Yeah, so I, I recommend anyone uh, interested in, in that game, uh, yourself included, go check that out. I'll, uh, I've linked it on our Facebook page before, but I will mention it again. Anyway, go right ahead. Get into it. Cool. Yeah, I might have to go listen to that. Um, so, uh, Final Fantasy XI was the first MMO um, of the series, uh, Final Fantasy XIV being the second one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they started to build or grow into that, that realm of the massively multiplayer online games, Yep. which fit the, the, the series of Final Fantasy very well because you can, you know, you have different job classes and, you know, you have the chokeable mounts and all kinds of things. <clears throat> all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so that, that game was precursor to World of Warcraft. It was released before that. So it, it is such an old game, which people still play, oddly enough. But they wanted to make a sequel. Okay. And, and so they started working on thousand, uh, what would be Final Fantasy fourteen In 2010, the game was released. Uh, and even in beta, it was not good. There were a lot of issues that they figured that they could just patch through. Um, and, you know, that's setting a precedent for the way games are now. They're released half broken or they're, they try to patch them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but this game came out to a lot of negative reviews and um, a lot of the fans were not happy with what they were paying for because, you know, it's a sub-based game, so it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, it ended up being that they, I'm not sure if they fired, but they definitely removed the director of the game uh, from the uh, from running it. And they put in uh, a new guy called, uh, or named uh, Naoki uh, Yoshida. Yoshifi, as we call him affectionately. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's had some, he's had some uh, his, history with MMOs and uh, different games for Enix, I believe he worked for. All right. Yeah. Uh, so they put him in basically just to get the game on track. To, he would say, like, well, how long will it make to make how long will it take to make this piece of uh, uh, content and he put a schedule in and that actually started to get the game going pretty well. Started implementing uh, even chocobos. I don't think chocobos were in the game originally. At least not with the schedule they had. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so they managed to patch it a little bit uh, after that. Uh, which was pretty good, uh, made the fans pretty happy. But uh, they noticed that basically the game was still, there was no way you could fix it. It was fundamentally flawed in the code. So Yoshida went to Square Enix board and he's like, well, we got two options. We can either continue with the game the way it is, and that will probably ruin the Final Fantasy name and even the company name. It was a, it was a big, big financial loss for them. Of course, yeah. Yeah, or they could basically remake it, and he started, uh, uh, work on the, 
version 2.0 of the game, which is called A Realm Reborn. All right, okay. And luckily, Sony or uh, Square Enix trusted them and went with that option because it it's worked out really well. The cool thing with that is that they they put the the restart of the game into the lore of this of the world um, that it's set in, which is Aorzia. All right. Okay. They, yeah. The, I, I, when I started playing this game, I thought, well, because they mentioned it in the game, it's called the Calamity. Okay. This big, uh, like, uh, catastrophe that occurs five years beforehand. <laughs> but uh, it, it actually occurred in game. They had all kinds of public events, like monsters spawning in town and stuff like that. And there's this giant meteor that uh, that is one of the the. The, the moons of this this world that crashes down, um, and there's a cutscene and they can do on YouTube and stuff like that, um, and that's it. The whole the servers go down, and six months later they release uh, Around Reborn, which is uh, it, it's still the same game. It has the same world and the same like races and characters but it's basically like five years later like a sequel that's really cool uh, yeah it's very rare that a game can come back from such a disastrous loss or uh, launch yeah and to come back um uh with such a uh, uh such a win because it's uh it, it launched to really good reviews and uh, you know, they, they patch, uh, they release new content regularly because they had a good schedule. Uh, it, it's a game that got me into MMORPGs because I had never played World of Warcraft or anything before that. But it's a Final Fantasy game, so it, it really lends itself well to that kind of series with a really rich world and, of course, amazing music and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I started playing it in 2015, right before the launch of the first expansion, which is called Heaven's Award. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing it about, well, three years. I took a year off. Yeah. I got into some other games, namely Destiny. Of at course. At the time. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I played some other MMOs as well. Uh, Neverwinter, which is based on D&D. Oh, yeah, inspired yeah, yeah. by D&D. And Elder Scrolls Online. Both of those are, are pretty good. Um, they're, they're not quite the same quality, though, because, well, they're free to play now. Elder Scrolls Online was a sub originally, but yeah. a lot of them, almost all of them, go free to play eventually. Yeah. Uh, but this game, you pay a sub for. But for me, I think it's very worth it because, well, one, there's no hacking or anything. It's very rare to have any kind of situation like that. So your your data is very secure, and yeah. But you get regular updates. And, you know, it helps go pay for servers and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, it, it, it's just, it's 
spare, right? If you want to take a month off or however long, I took a year off, so your character will still be there. You can come back to it. Nice. Um, to play. Um, I don't know. It, it It's definitely got a place in in my mind is probably one of the greatest games I've ever played, particularly Heaven's Ward, because it's such a amazing story and it really, you know, it's very emotional, like the stuff they're talking about and, um, you know, for an expansion where most games these days, they're really DLC or something like that. It's like very, it might seem like a, like they're just trying to make money grab, right? Yeah, sort of, sort of half-assed. Yeah, I mean, this one expansion is at least, I don't know, 30, 40 hours of content at least. And they planned them for about two years. So okay. they're in their second expansion now, which is called Stormblood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very Eastern themed, very like medieval Japan, uh, medieval Japan and, and you're in Asia. Um, which is pretty cool. I think seeing it in such like um, high quality graphics and the music and stuff is very, uh, it's really neat to see. And it's very customizable game too. The most customizable I've ever played. You nice. can change your, your HUD and everything. You can move it around and stuff. Uh, for me, it's, it's kind of like the quintessential Final Fantasy in a way. I mean, it's not turn-based, so most people would probably just write it off as, oh, well, it's not like the old games, but they put yeah. in elements of the old, of the previous titles as well. Kind of as, also as fan service, but they do do it very um, tastefully. Okay, yeah. It's not like they just throw it in because oh here's cloud you know stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah um, um so we're running a little short on time here um but i had an idea i'd like to give a shot here if you're up for it um yeah got a little speed round is what i'm gonna call this uh oh yeah nothing too nothing too tricky no no curveballs but uh, I'm going to throw a couple of Final Fantasy questions at you and just just give me give me the first answer that comes to your head here. Sure. Okay. Uh, first off, who would you say is your favorite Final Fantasy protagonist? Protagonist? Yeah. Uh, I mean... I suppose I'll say Cloud. Yeah, Cloud. Cloud. Yeah, he's he's probably the most. If you wanted the first, if one of the first person who came to my head, is probably yeah. Cloud Strike. Well, I mean, I mean, if you do have one, like a more of a favorite, it doesn't have to be necessarily the first question, first one that comes to your head, but. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Um. I mean, FS has lots of great side characters. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean. But usually the protagonist would be like Final Fantasy VI doesn't really have a protagonist. They have like fourteen character main characters. They're all play their part in the story, oh, okay. so it's not like it's just one person's story. For example, 
Okay. That's a pretty cool feature. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll revise the question. Who's your favorite Final Fantasy playable character? Uh, to play as. What was that? Uh, I'll probably still say Cloud. Actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully, if Final Fantasy VII Remake ever releases, yeah, it'll be cooler because it'll look the way like like the way it should, right? If if that ever releases, I'll, I'll I'll I will definitely be playing it. I think next year for the first part they're doing an inspection. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which again people are kind of like, oh, it's episodic, but like, yeah, it's a big game. If they were gonna do every single part recreated the way they want to, then it's gonna be a big game. Yeah, the first disc will. Um. But I think that would really get people back into the series too, especially people like yourself who haven't really played yeah. that game. Yeah. But it, uh, to me, it's probably a game that everyone should try out at least once because it's such a trendsetter. Yeah, I mean, it's but, it's one of the biggest games ever made. Yeah, it's... Uh, In terms it's of popularity. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but, next, next question. Yeah, uh, off the top of your head, do you have a favorite uh, track from a soundtrack uh, of of one of one of these games? Like a favorite piece of music written for a Final Fantasy game? Uh, there are many, but if I were to pick one offhand, it would probably be Dragon Song from Final Fantasy XIV. Cool. That's the main theme from Heaven's Word. Okay. Yeah, it's like the the main theme, and they take different versions of that for different parts of the game too. Okay, um, yeah. that that are some could be completely different. Some might be a metal version, but nice. it has a theme. It's like a variation on theme type thing from classical music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very emotional piece, and that's probably one that I would I would definitely put on the list. Again, there's so many, so many yeah. tracks. But. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's. I'm, I'm asking you to pick one from a list of fucking hundreds and hundreds, right? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. If I were to pick one, it would be that one, mainly okay. because it's, it's such a beautiful piece of music. Okay. Uh, you can go with game or series here, but what would you say is, is your favorite Final Fantasy spinoff? Spinoff. Yeah. Uh, Be it game or series, you know. I would say Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, yeah, that's one of the more popular ones for sure. Yeah, the the um, the strategy based um, turn based one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because it's different for a Final Fantasy game. It is turn based, but it's you know, you have a um, uh, an army or a, a collection of party members who you have to move along this grid like Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it has the job system, so you can have many different kinds of classes on the field. Uh, it has a really cool storyline, very uh, totally twists and turns with secrets and you don't know what's going on and people, you know, telling you one thing, but 
then the whole world gets turned on, on its head. Final Fantasy is good for that in some ways. It'll take a big, um, you know, a big cliffhanger or a big twist in the story, and you don't know what the thing will happen next. But yeah. that game does it very well. So. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, here's a fun one. Favorite out of the entire series, boss battle. Oh, boss battle. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, if I was going to go old school, it would be... Hmm. Probably one of the weapons from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it, there are three uh, kind of like raid bosses or secret bosses. Um, one is Diamond Weapon, one is Emerald Weapon, and Ultimate Weapon is the other one, but he's... Actually, yeah, he is a separate boss. So I would say Emerald Weapon is definitely one of my favorites, mainly because you play them underwater. Cool. You kind of have a uh, you kind of have a time limit, unless you equip uh, a material that will take that away. But uh, yeah, he's not exactly easy. You have to be pretty uh, pretty maxed out with your party in order to fight him or kill him. But yeah, uh, yeah those are those were some pretty cool um, boss, boss battles in that game. Two of which weren't even released in Japan. I think two of those battles were only in, in the U.S. only. Strangely enough. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I would pick that one. Then. Good answer. Uh, and the last question I have for you here, and I guess some advice for anyone listening. Uh, if you were to recommend a Final Fantasy game for someone to start with, regardless of... Consoles available, or or any of the tech, just based on game alone. What would you say is the best entry point for someone who has never played? Um, if I were to recommend one, it would definitely be Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it's still pretty uh, easy to play. Like it's on the the um, the SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. So if anyone has picked up one of those, you can play it in pretty much the way it was released. Like uh, the frame rate and everything is good. The graphics are all good. Yeah. I mean, you can play it on ROM or emulator, but oh yeah, of course. Um, I don't think it's that <laughs> expensive to buy the cartridge though. No. If you want no. to go that, no. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, again, a, a game that really set the bar for a Final mm-hmm. Fantasy game. Uh, it's got a ensemble characters, uh, like fourteen main protagonists. Of course, you can have. Well, you can have up to four in the party, but you can pick out of all of those. They all have different skills. He's even got a Moogle in your team for one. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's the classic era for Super Nintendo. Got some great music in it. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those rare examples where kind of the bad guy wins, at least at one point, 
Um, he ends up, he actually ends up destroying most of the world the way you knew it. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. I mean, you get him after alert, but uh, yeah, I, I would recommend that one definitely, or Final Fantasy VII if it, if it ever gets re-released. And yeah, yeah. Of course, that's not going to be turn-based either, but no, you know. Um. Anyway, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I uh, I think on that note, uh, that's a wrap on our Final Fantasy one shot here. Sweet. Uh, I just want to say thanks for uh, being on the podcast today. Here, uh, I'm glad we. Yeah, fi- I, I'm glad we finally got to do this. It's been a long time coming. For sure. Um. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something you've really gotten into. Uh, podcasting and there's so many topics to talk about. Oh, so, so many to go on. But uh, I hope this was at least a little informative about um, one of my favorite series. I feel like I've uh, learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's a big series to get to just jump into. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. I mean, this this series is a podcast in itself. You could you could create a weekly podcast just based on this fucking series. Um, but uh, I feel like uh, one thing we should do before going is we should we should plug some of your stuff. You have uh, an album that can be downloaded and streamed at quite a few places. Um, Anyone listening should go check that out. Uh, it is titled "The Wrecking Season" by Black Shore. Uh, where where are all the places that's available? It's it's quite a few, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, pretty much anywhere. If you want to get digital music and streaming, like Spotify, uh, that's probably the easiest place to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 uh, my go-to. On Apple Music, yeah, on Bandcamp, where you can also purchase it. Of course. Uh, Google Play? So are, you on, are you on Google Play? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good uh, stuff. I think it's also on YouTube now because YouTube just launched uh, YouTube Music. Oh, yeah. Where it was only on YouTube Red, but that's only in the States. Yeah. So we couldn't get it here exactly. But I think it's on YouTube Music now. A friend of mine has shown it to me. Cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, any of those digital... Uh, digital um, shopping places you can get it on. Yep. Um, yeah, if you like, you know, some heavy rock music, yeah. with some metal elements and some yeah. prog elements, then you might like it. <laughs> I My best description is... There's, there's, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe exactly. It's hard rock. It definitely has elements of the Tea Party, um, and I've always heard like little tinges of REM in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wear my influences on my sleeve. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, of can, course. You can definitely hear it if you look for it. Yeah. Uh, great album. I definitely recommend it to any, everybody listening. Got got to plug your stuff, man. You always got to plug your stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> and speaking of plugging your stuff, uh, if you like what you heard here today, uh, you can always check out other episodes of the main podcast, Jedi Dropouts, spinoffs, uh, Final Form, the Dropout Report. We're doing 
Too much stuff to list these days. You can check that out over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, going to be coming back soon. I don't know when I'm going to release this episode exactly, uh, but Jedi Dropouts will be coming back sometime this week. Uh, and I'm up to my ears in podcasts that I am planning and working on at the moment. Uh, so stay tuned for all of that. And, you know, we, we should probably get together and do another one of these sometime on another subject. Because this was a lot of fun. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, almost anything, because I'm into a lot of sci-fi and fantasy and yep, all of that geeky stuff. There's a, I mean, and music. And there's a whole other thing we could do with music. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is really fun. There's a, um, there's a deep well of stuff we could talk about. Yeah. So thanks again for coming on the show. And thanks to everyone at home for listening. Uh, don't really have a sign off for this, so uh, <laughs> you you want to leave anyone anyone at home any 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 parting words of advice here? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Other than I don't know, may your loot drops be plentiful. Perfect, excellent. <laughs> Later. <laughs>